Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. <clears throat> and to those of you watching on Twitch, welcome to Wrestle Lost. Uh, we have a lot to go through today, so to get it going, here's Johnny. All right. Uh, first of all, we want to uh, give our well wishes to Jim Ross. Uh, this uh, on Dynamite, he signed off as saying, you know, see you soon or or see you later, something like that. Uh, he's about to go start his radiation treatments for his skin cancer that starts on Monday. He's going to have 22 treatments, and hopefully he'll be back by the time that uh, they have their last Dynamite on TNT, which will be on December 29th from Daily's Place. So, you know, good luck on that. Okay. Okay. Oh. We all know who Scott Taylor is, right? Yes. Scott Taylor. Huh? I do. Yes. Scott Taylor, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hotty. Uh, he, uh, since uh, 2016, he's been working as a trainer at the Performance Center. He asked for his release this week, saying that, uh, essentially saying the job's not, it's not fun anymore, that and he, he always said to himself, if he ever, if he ever worked 
worked out a job just for the paycheck that, you know, it's time to go. And that's what it pretty much became for him. Uh, in, in his farewell tweet, he didn't mention the black and gold branch, you know, showing where his his allegiance lies. You know, he, he wasn't happy with the the changes. Uh, who, who was? He's right. <laughs> I'm right. I'm, I mean, well, as of right now, they haven't... Uh, they haven't said whether they granted his release or not. I'm pretty sure they, they haven't. They're probably just going to wait until they do their next round of cuts and do it then. Like they always do. Uh, Johnny Gargano, his contract was going to be up on December 3rd. But since being said it's two days before the the pay-per-view, the uh, war games, uh, he, he has agreed to stay on for one more week, a contract extension to December 10th. And then after that, he's, he's done with, possibly in, done with WWE, unless he signs another contract, which I don't see that happening. Also, Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up in December as well. So, you know, speculation of where they might be going. <laughs> um, I mean, I know, I know O'Reilly has a, has a storyline waiting for him in AEW. So. Yeah, that's more than likely where he's going to go. I mean, his two buddies are over there, so fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. As, as for Candice, uh, Johnny's wife, her contract was, expires in may 2022 but seeing that she's out pregnant right now they're probably going to extend that contract which is unfortunate i i I hate to have how they do that yeah it's it's not cool that they get to extend contracts because of things like this but i guess you know it's a company so they got to do things their way Right. Okay, so <clears throat> we're we're gonna discuss a little raw in a bit, but first some real life events that took place at Raw Monday night. Uh, Seth Rollins was taking on Finn Balor, and, and well, <laughs> the match never got started. Seth just just beat him down before the match. While Seth was walking back up the ramp, some guy named Elijah Spencer, 24 years old, he somehow got on the stage and rounding the corner immediately speared Seth. And they went down, went down to the ground. Uh, they were separated by uh, referees. Uh, fortunately, you know, Seth, he never fought back. Uh, but they were able to get the guy to, to the back where they they put him into NYPD custody. But he 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 made bail and posted some videos saying that, first of all, he's, he fell for a fake Seth Rollins account. Hmm. And he's also delusional. 
apparently uh, he was scammed by this fake account, which I don't know how you could fall for that. I've never fallen for any of that, any of that shit. He's and he's delusional because he said that in his video that that he was that he was booked to attack said by Vince McMahon and Goldberg. Mm. Goldberg has never even had any any uh, any storylines with Seth Rollins. <laughs> and then he started spewing crap about how he did it for the for for the bloodline and for the Roman Reigns using, you know, the the real uh, the names of, of the Fatu family. You know, he's making it sound like he was part of that family. Mm. So, yeah. I, look, wrestlers, I, I don't think they're ever going to be that, that hard up for money that they're going to ask their fans to send them gift cards or or send them money. So if if you get asked that online by an account that appears to be from a wrestler, don't fall for it. Mm-hmm. I know I know I I've been followed on Instagram and Twitter by fake accounts, Alexa Bliss and Sacha Banks. Yep. I, I'm not. I'm not going to go for that. I, I, I know. <laughs> I know who's. I know who they really are. And that's not them. Yeah, it, I've been reached out by some of those accounts as well, and I, I'm not. I'm not going to fall for it because we have common sense here. So we're obviously <laughs> not going to fall for it, but. At the same time, when I got the fake Alexa Bliss account following me, and she reached out because there was a show coming up in Dallas, and she's like, oh, well, if you get me some Steam cards, (laughs) I can get you backstage. And the only reason I kept the conversation going was because I was bored while grocery shopping. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just needed some entertainment while I was grocery shopping. And a quick one-hour grocery trip turned into about two and a half hours because I kept on going back and forth. Maybe a little too much, but fuck it. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this guy is, he just has a whole lot of issues. Yeah. If you've seen his videos, very delusional, like Johnny said, they need to be careful because this guy will probably do anything now because of what he's been through and the eyes that are on him. So I just hope they're able to stay safe. And yeah, we'll probably throw in some extra security for Seth and everybody else. So yeah, I, I hope I hope this isn't isn't the start of a trend because I know later on in the night and like after after the show went off the air when they had the dark match that there there was also another guy who Montez Ford pointed out who who was was uh, escorted out too. Yeah. 
they just need to be careful from here on out for a little bit. But I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. Could make for better storylines than what they got now. Oh. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I, I actually considered the fact that maybe they're doing this to get publicity because of how low ratings their shows have been because this was picked up by TMZ and ESPN and ABC <laughs> News. I, I saw this story on ABC News at 3 in the morning. So, <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know, man. If this is a way that WWE is doing to get better ratings and shit like that, what a shitty thing to do. And Obviously, we don't condone any of it. Like, if you're going to go to a show, just go to enjoy the show. Don't pull this kind of bullshit. But since it happened, just because it happened and this is what I think, uh, still a better spear than Roman Reigns. Yeah. But, but not as good as Edge. No. no. Hey, it's better than Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's gonna beat the gore though. Like the gore is the ultimate. So, 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 are, are we setting up a triple threat match with the uh, Rhino Edge and this guy? Yeah, and throw Goldberg in there for the next Saudi have, show. Have have a four have a four way <laughs> spear. They all spear each other at the same time. Three spears and a hug. They're That's all. all they're, they're each of them is standing in one corner. They do like the three point stance that Hacksaw Jim Duggan used to do. <laughs> <laughs> Not Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, oh, yeah. that's an that's another spear right there. It's, but see, his was creative because he did come out of the three point stance. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have an all spear Royal Rumble. That's what we're starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. Don't do elimination don't. by spear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> spear them over the top. <laughs> yeah. Just go to shows to enjoy the shows. Don't pull this dumb bullshit. It's not good. It's not a good look. It makes us fans look bad. And there's real life repercussions for it. First so. of all, what are you doing buying a, a expensive ass floor seat, especially in New York? <laughs> and and then you're gonna have yourself thrown out and put in jail and have to pay more money to bail yourself out. In the first yeah. hour too, at least do it at the end of the show. Come on. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Like at least wait for the end of the show. But at least Seth Rollins took it in a good way. In the moment, he put him in a guillotine. He did what he had to do to control him for security to get there. And everything was safe in the end. But whenever he came back out later on in the night, and he did his little looking to the side, seeing if anybody was coming, but as a joke, that was hilarious. He, he got a laugh from me. Did, did y'all notice, too, that like after... You know, this whole time, you know, Finn Balor's still in, in the ring, uh, as, you know, on the mat. Did you uh, see they panned over to him and, like, you could, like, just see he's, like, he's, like, squinting, looking at, seeing what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Becky Lynch at the top of the ramp, you could see her 
for a split second where she kind of peeked out to see what was going on. But obviously that's her man, so yeah. she has to be there. But yeah, stupid people, man, I tell you. They give us a bad <laughs> name sometimes. Yeah. That's news. All right. Well, okay. Here's my question to both of you. Not spending a lot of time on it because we obviously didn't watch and we might know some things here and there about what happened throughout the week. But what are your thoughts on the bullshit moments that WWE threw out there this week? <laughs> uh, terrible. It was just horrible. Uh, okay, so Raw, you know, we had this thing we started out at Survivor Series with the we talked about this the other day. If you saw our, our Survivor Series review on Monday on, on, on Twitch, uh, but you know, Vince had this golden, golden egg Sunday that supposedly was given to him by The Rock, it was worth a hundred million dollars. It was the actual Cleopatra egg from Red Notice. And it was stolen. So it's a writer series. So we were going to find out who stole it on Monday. Well, uh, first of all, he told Sonya and a Adam Pierce to have all the wrestlers there. You didn't see that many SmackDown wrestlers that night. You saw a lot of segments where the wrestlers were tearing up the back room, looking, trying to look for it. I think at one point, our truth had a football, and he thought he thought that was it. <laughs> and uh, but it came down to, uh, and and I had read this earlier on Five Full Select that day that Austin Theory was going to be involved in the storyline. Uh, Sammy then came to to talk to Vince and said, "Hey, I'm, I I know who did it, but they're not here yet." So Vince said, "Okay, oh. we'll just go get them, bring them to me when they get here." So later on, he brings in Austin Theory. Austin Theory, I, I don't like what they're doing with Austin Theory playing the, this fanboy role. Uh, he was saying, talking, admitted that that uh, you know he wanted to take a selfie with the egg, and somehow he, he just got nervous with all the people around, and he just took off with the egg. But he he returned it. Now the person who who turned in <clears throat> the person that did it. Was going to get a WWE Championship match that night with Big E, so obviously Sammy thought he was going to get it, but you know Vince was like, was like, you remind me of, of myself when I was your age, and mm -hmm. you, you know that, you know that took took guts at, at admitting to, admitting to to stealing the egg. So I'm going to give you the title shot. So, yeah, and that it's a storyline that Netflix paid WWE seven figures to promote, and it only lasted two nights. <laughs> Very anticlimactic. Uh, you know, people thought had people thinking, "Well, did The Rock steal it?" I mean, I I don't know why. 
why would the Rock steal back an egg he gave to Vince? <laughs> people were saying, well, maybe Brock Lesnar took it. No, this fucking awesome theory. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that was the end of that. And then we found out there truly is a conspiracy against Sammy. Who? <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Speaking I'm, of delusional people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It, it's it's just not interesting. It's not holding a lot of people's attention, especially mine. There was hope there for this egg thing. For some reason, I don't know why we fell for that bullshit. Because that's what that's what they do. They they want us to go for it. Yeah, but I'm back to not falling for it. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not watching. So as as far as from what you've heard, Andrew, what do you think about it that went down this week? <laughs> I didn't watch much anyway. <laughs> Because after we found out it was Austin, it was like, the fuck? This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much sums up this whole week of WWE programming. Uh, the, other things, the, the only thing of interest that happened was actually the women's tag team titles changed hands. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Zelina and Carmella. <laughs> and we had two... Two different 24 7 champions. Cedric Alexander beat Reggie, but for, to then get get beaten from a move off the top rope by Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is. And nobody wanted to pin her. <laughs> no. And other guys were standing there like, do we do it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so, so what is now the 24 7 title going to be? Uh, uh, one of the women's styles now. I mean, there's not that many women to go around anyway. But yeah, they can they can cover all that in one week, and they'll be fine with it because there's not a lot of people there. And but, and, and we we were just talking before going on about you know where's you know how soon is Lacey Evans coming back? I said, well, maybe we're going to see her at the Rumble because they're going to need her. Yeah, they're definitely going to need to make some moves there to make the Rumble a little bit more interesting for them. You know what they're going to do? They're going to use the women from both shows, then they're going to get the NXT women, then they're going to get the women out of retirement. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they always say, do. Yeah, because you've released all the others. Uh, apparently something else I heard that, you know, uh, the whole thing with Dewdrop hanging out with the uh, with uh, Nate, oh, Nate, no, Natalia, Natalia, and Tamina, that was that was gonna be Nijak's spot, but they fired Nijak, so they put Dewdrop in there instead. Oh, never mind, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say, I don't need that kind of heat. Uh, <laughs> the, the only thing I want to know, Saturday. why the Fuck is Dana Brooke so excited about winning the twenty four seven gym? She she gave a promo afterwards like she was Nikki ASH. <laughs> it makes no sense to be excited about this title. Yeah. 
So really? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to see what I hear about this upcoming week on that, but I'm not fucking watching. And going back to Survivor Series a little bit, can we agree that the Charlotte-Becky match was pretty good? That was probably match of the night for me. Yeah, I, I, I think I think so. So when you go from having the match of the night at Survivor Series to throwing two pies at Tony Storm on <laughs> SmackDown, <laughs> if I wanted to watch a woman getting cream pie twice in the same span of about five minutes, I would just go to like gangbang.com or some shit. <laughs> what the fuck, man? This is backwards bullshit. This is something that would have been done 15 years ago. But I mean, you're I mean, trying to put the women in a better picture. Right. This isn't helping. I mean, okay, let her hit her with the pie, but where why isn't Tony fighting back? She's just taking it like a like a dork. Because much like in the other videos, that's all they do is just take it. Oh. Is it? Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. <sighs> it makes zero fucking sense. But I hope something good comes from it. I really do like Tony Storm, so this better be a good uh, push, but I don't see well, it. I, you know what? I you get that video ready because I yeah. heard I heard a rant today from uh, P. Quinnell from WrestleTalk, and uh, Freddie's about to play that right now. You can hear how angry people get about this. All right, let me pull up the share screen here. Yeah. This is the, the first of our videos. Yeah, there's a lot of videos we're going to play today. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. All right. All right. 30 seconds right. Here we go. 30 seconds starting now. What is your problem, WWE? Why do you keep booking Charlotte Flair like this? This has been the same feud that Charlotte's been in well, since like 2016, where she has to mock and ridicule her opponents, and then she's gonna win. Tony Storm looked like the dumbest of dumb baby faces. She literally just took a pie in the face of her, she's like, oh no, I'm a bit sad. And then Charlotte just walked up to her and hit her in the face with another one. Why are you defending yourself, Tony? Why do you have to book him like this? Charlotte Flair looks dumb. Tony Storm looks dumb. I don't care about the 30 seconds. Go away. I don't care. I'm going past the 30 seconds. I'm breaking the... Fourth wall, that's not the term. I'm too amped up about this right now. What is your problem, WWE? Why can't you make Tony Storm look good? She's going to be challenging. Sh <coughs> I'm getting caught in my own words. Just make her look good. She's going to be challenging Charlotte for the title. Why can't you just have her look like a dominant challenger or like an actual threat to Charlotte that she takes seriously? But instead, there was some Thanksgiving stuff on the table, so she just slapped her in the face with a pie. 
And it's like, Tony got the better of her and threw her out the ring. So Charlotte was immediately on her feet going, like, yeah, come on. It's like, Tony just got the upper hand on you. Like, treat her like a threat. Oh my God. I don't blame Charlotte for this. I blame her booking and the character that WWE have given her because she's just so dominant all the time. And she can't take any of her, her challenges like an actual threat. And she just, just slapped her in the face with a pie. And Tony was like, oh, I got hit in the face with a pie. And then Charlotte walked off like, oh yeah, I'm the greatest. And then walked back again next to the table and was like, oh yeah, Tony, come here. And then Tony just walked up to her and Charlotte just hit her in the face with another pie. Like, I can't describe how really stupid Tony looked. Go and watch the segment yourself because she looked like an absolute moron. They just walked up to Charlotte like, oh, you always come, I'll come over there. Why? Just hit her, do something, Tony. You just got hit in the face with a pie. Oh my god! This was infuriating. And that's pretty much how we all feel. <laughs> yeah. So there's actually a couple of videos that we're gonna get into. Yeah, because now we're gonna switch over from Tony to Charlotte and Tony Storm to Charlotte and Becky. So we all know how real this got. And I didn't know of these videos until I watched them on a different stream. It hurts, man, when real life shit happens and friendships are not only ruined, but then you still have to put up with each other and try and be professional. I just want to get you're it's gonna be a long video there's four different videos totaling at about 20 minutes so this is going to take a while but at the end of it all i want to get your thoughts on it so here goes the first one Becky, wow, what an epic match you just had against your former best friend, Charlotte Flair. Congratulations on the victory. Now, you went out there to have a match, but it looked like a straight-up fight. Is this the most emotional match you've ever been a part of? Yeah, um, even watching the video packages, I, I, I got a little bit emotional, you know, because... Um, you know, to see every every... See where we came from to where we are now. And the hatred there, you know, the hatred going out there. And it just, it's, it's so sad, you know? I got somebody who I, I loved so much, who I trusted with my life, you know? And uh, who we, we've been through everything together. We nearly died in a car crash together. And, and just how much we despise each other now. I just wanted to rip her apart out there. I wanted to rip her apart. And I, I, I didn't break her arm like I wanted to, like I set out to do. And I don't know if I'm happy or I'm sad about that, but I got the win. And now she knows she can't deny it. She can't deny it. I'm the better woman. To win the 
Ariel Hawani post-match at Survivor Series in Brooklyn, New York, alongside Becky Lynch, who just defeated Charlotte Flair in the opener tonight. I have to pull it up. I thought it would work, and it didn't work <laughs> the way I thought it was going to work. <laughs> Ariel Hawani post-match at Survivor Series in Brooklyn, New York, alongside Becky Lynch, who just defeated Charlotte Flair in the opener tonight. Your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions after that match, Becky. Um, I just did another interview there. And uh, I was saying before we went out, I got very emotional just because of the journey that we went through, that we were the best of friends and we've been through everything together. And when I went out there, I just wanted to rip her head off. I just wanted, I wanted to hurt her as much as I possibly could. And that's, that's a lot of emotion because I wanted to, I just wanted to maim her. I wanted to hurt her. And that's somebody who I used to be so close to. And I talked to you before and I told you about how this had gone so sour. And I I don't think it really hit me oh, until tonight how sad that all is. And we went out there and we killed each other. We hit each other as hard as we could. And we just wanted to, we wanted to hurt each other. And uh, I, I told her, I told her I'm the better person and she can't accept it. And so she's going to go cry to her dad, cry to everybody else. But there's no denying it now. It started in Brooklyn and it ended in Brooklyn. Do you feel like it's over now? Well, unless she wants to try again, but I don't know how many times I need to prove to her that I'm the better woman. How difficult was it out there for you? <clears throat> um, like, like I said, there was a lot of emotion going in there. And she's strong. She is strong. She is so strong and she hit so hard. But there was, I, I just, I couldn't quit. I couldn't quit. And I don't know if you saw when I was in that arm bar, I said, you, you better break because I'm not tapping. And uh, yeah, it was hard. It was very hard. There's nobody that, there might not be anybody that hits as, as hard as Charlotte. And uh, yeah, to, uh, to overcome everything and win her, and it didn't matter how I beat her. I'm just glad I beat her. I would have liked to tap her out. I would have liked to tap her out, or would have liked to pin her, or would have liked to knock her out, but a win's a win. As far so as- I think I'm a little bit disappointed about that. I'm a little bit disappointed about that. That you didn't make her tap. That I didn't make her tap, that I didn't that I didn't knock her head against the canvas, knock her out, that I didn't get the, the, the pin, that I didn't get the three count. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed about that. I got the three count, but it was, wasn't the way I wanted. As far as the buildup and the, the night itself, was this one of the more difficult weeks of your career? Yeah, I, I look, when you're, when you're going in with this much animosity, it's so much stress. It's so much stress because you're, you're, you have so much hatred and carrying around that hatred, that's hard for anybody. That's hard. And knowing that there's people out there that hate you as much as you hate her, as much as I hate her, and there's a whole team. She's got her fans, I got my fans. But that's a lot of hatred. That's a lot of animosity. And to carry that around for a full week and then her dad's coming at me, it's the whole thing. It's it was very stressful. And I'm trying to trying to do all these appearances, trying to get my workouts in, but but I was very distracted. I was very distracted the whole week. You hope that you can bury the hatchet now and move on and perhaps become friends again, or is that over? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know it's possible. I don't know. I don't know that it's possible. I think it's a good thing that we're on different brands. I think let there let there be some time in between this. 
I just wonder, I don't know that we can both be in the same business and be friends. I don't think we can both be on top and be friends. Last thing, did you say anything to her after the match? I said, go cry about it. I said, you can talk, you, but I'm better than you. I said a lot of stuff. I said a lot of stuff. I said a lot of stuff. There's going to be some fire over Becky, thank you very much. Congrats. Thank you so much. Thanks, Willie. Okay, so this next one is when Charlotte was in the UK and they were doing their tour over there. She did a really big interview and had a couple of things to say. Let's quickly talk about Survivor Series. Obviously, yourself and Becky, champion me champion. How are you feeling going that match? I haven't even thought about it. I'm like, I'm getting me too worked up. Um, I think it's going to be something special. You have two women at the top of their game, at the top of their business, that believe they're the best. And when you see both of them believe that in themselves, and to watch that on camera, I think it's going to be something special. So, because with all you four horsewomen, obviously Sasha and uh, Bailey included, you've all been through so much together. It's, it's, it's almost impossible not to have that just in-ring chemistry and then take it to the next level and find ways to improve it. And I'm sure yeah. that's what you and Becky have in mind. I think what I'm excited about is when we faced each other at Last Woman Standing, which is one of my favorite matches. Um, I am a much better performer now than I was then. And I know who Charlotte Flair is now than I was then. So she'll be facing a much different woman than she did two years ago. I'm on a whole new level. How are you keeping yourself motivated? Because I didn't come this far to come this far. Uh, there's a reason I've been on top since 2015. It wasn't handed, it wasn't handed to me. It wasn't given to me. It just didn't fall into my lap. Because I'm always hungry. She's a, she's a top. I always want to be better. I always want to be the best. Do you find that, I don't want to take rubs people the wrong way, but you're so dominant, and because you're so, sitting here opposite you, you're so confident in it as well. Yes, it obviously does rub people the wrong way. Um, but if I was a man, would it rub people the wrong way? I mean, no one ever looks at a man and goes, why does he want to be the world champion again? Or he's been on top all these years. Is it because I'm a woman? Because I've done it all? Because we have a smaller division? Why? I'm, what, Charlotte's difficult? Why is it because I stood, because I, I stand up for what I believe in? That makes me difficult? But if I was a man, I'd have big balls, right? No. I know how good I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love how his women's division is really changing the game, by the way. Like, I really love it. No, but really, is it because I'm a woman? That's what. So, I'm just supposed to come this far to come this far and be like, all right, yep, take my spot. All these years of hard work, please just take it. No. If you're going to take it, take it. But you're going to have to take it from me. And that throws back to what you said at the start of the interview to see. Uh, one more, and this is it. <laughs> I already have a lot to say. So this is Seth 
after his match. I believe I don't know if it's before or after his match at Survivor Series. It might be after, but it's his thoughts on everything. Well, I do want to ask you about your wife. Your better half, Becky. A very emotional week for her. She just had a big win as well. So a great start tonight. For both of you, what was it like being by her side this week? She, we spoke to her as well, and she was very emotional afterwards. How was it for you? You know, uh, I can't even relate to the experience she probably went through out there tonight. You know, it's one thing to go out and perform at a high level on a pay-per-view, having a near one-year-old baby uh, that you also have to take care of. But when you have fallen out with your best friend, and I can tell you legitimately, um, that's been a process that's been going on for years and it really reached the boiling point, you know, recently, as all the reports have said. And so um, there was nothing about going into this match that she was comfortable with. Um, and so I imagine it was an extremely cathartic experience for her. And I've been out there and had matches where there wasn't that much tension and it's, you know, brought me to tears when I come back. So I can only assume um, that she's in a real interesting place, hopefully a good place because they both killed it out there. Um, and I was really proud of her and everything. She has done and did tonight. Awkward for you backstage? No, I don't think so, man. I mean, look, I'm in a position here where, um, you know, I, I think I think I am a bit of a leader. Uh, I've been here for a long time now, and so I don't think that anything puts me in an awkward situation as far as, um, you know, I don't have to pick sides. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty fair on things, and I see them as they come, and so, um, uh, yeah, I didn't feel any awkwardness. I mean, it's definitely awkward for them. I'm sure in the women's locker room, it's very difficult to deal with. But uh, for me, she's my wife, so, you know, she's my ride or die. I'm always on her side, no matter what. Much respect. Last question. Um, it seems like Biggie has his hands full tonight, but is he next for you? What do you think? What are we going for? Yeah, the WWE Championship is, is, uh, is next for me. You know, uh, I know it, it seems a way, way, but for me, in my mind, WrestleMania is not too far away. I don't want to go into WrestleMania WWE Champion. Out WrestleMania WWE Champion. I want this to be my show. Uh, and uh, I'm going to show Roman that he's not the only one behind the head of the table. I love it. Thank, Thank you so much, much and congrats. congrats. Great Thank stuff. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot there, man. <laughs> my thoughts on it is I can't believe it got to this point. To the point where they're even backstage being interviewed about it and Becky almost in tears. Charlotte talking about, is it because of her name or because she's a woman and they have to fight harder than the men? I will admit that. She's not wrong there. But it's she's not, wrong on like one point. If her last name was not Flair, she would not get everything that she's gotten. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's all on her name, and I know how that sounds, but I know of a lot of people that are going to agree with us that that's not the case. And and it sounds to me like they're she's looking at it in the completely different perspective than Becky. Becky's looking at it as talking about their friendship while Charlotte's just talking about herself. Yeah. This is, this is why people relate to Becky a lot more. Because 
she's going to keep it real with you. And she's going to throw her true feelings out there. And show that even though they've been through some shit, it's truly breaking her heart that it is where it's at. And with Charlotte, it's a lot of the same with her. It's a lot of, oh, hey, it's about me. Only me. Nobody else. She's staying in her queen persona all the time, sounds like. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just think it's it's a fucked up situation. And I don't think it helps it any that this is how Charlotte thinks. And to have an interview with Seth where he's throwing real shit out there as well. Like, there's a time to be realistic and there's a time to stay in character. And this was not the time to stay in character. This was not the time yeah. to make it all about you. Yep. I don't know. And that's just what Charlie was doing. Yeah. It it just it just hurts because <clears throat> I, I've said it many times on here. Yes, we go and watch them because they're entertaining and it's a distraction and all that from real life, but they're also human. Like they have feelings. And that's the other part that draws us in as well. Is we like people who are genuine. And that's it. If you're an amazing person and throw out an amazing character, people are going to gravitate towards you. And yeah, Charlotte has her fans, but I think she needs to step away for a little bit after all of this. Because <laughs> I don't think it's going to help her any. I think it's just <laughs> she's just going to lose more fans. Burying Tony Storm, making her look like a fool. Like, that's also not all on her. That's WWE's doing as well, but it's just like like Pete with Pete was saying that that's her her booking, not not her. Yeah, but at the same time, if you are this almighty Charlotte Flair, why not say no? They would listen to you if this is who you truly are. If your name carries that much weight, why not say I'm not going to embarrass Tony Storm? I don't know, man. It's it's just fucked up. There's no other way of putting this whole situation. I, I also read this week that uh, Andrade has stopped following Charlotte on social media. And what the fuck is up there? I know. <laughs> There's so much bullshit going on with WWE that... I don't know. It's just going to keep on driving people away. Like, you got the bullshit booking. You got people with their heads so far up their ass that they can't do anything right. They don't care about the fans. What's the point? <laughs> we end up at the same 
talking point always. And I always keep on saying, what's the point? Why should we care when you got people like Vince and Charlotte out there who are attacking people like Becky for being real and bringing her dad into it and him talking his bullshit nonsense, (laughs) which I respect all you did in the past, but you haven't been in the best spotlight either this last couple of months. So (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people need to reevaluate the way they're throwing themselves out there. And until that happens, I don't think anything is going to change. So, yeah, I don't know if y'all have anything else to say about it. No, not really. All right. Well, <laughs> that was a bit of a bummer, but WWE. We say what we say every week. WWE sucks. Yep. <laughs> and I think that's actually the title that I named this. It's WWE still sucks, <laughs> and we are just being real. So now that we got through that bullshit WWE crap. I'm going to go over to Johnny and see what he thought of Dynamite this week. All right. We opened the show with CM Punk. We're in Chicago. CM Punk comes out to the fans chanting CM Punk, fans singing along to, to the song. He gets in the ring. About to uh, about to say something, and MJF's music starts. He comes out to booze, and he gets in the ring. And these guys have probably the best promo this year. It goes about twenty minutes. They go back and forth. They they pretty much this was a this was a like a promo match, <laughs> basically. I mean, MJF was, you know, telling CM Punk, well, you know, for somebody to be, be is straight, straight edge, you know, you should look like a like a meth addict. And telling CM Punk that that he's he's always been second best, uh, referring, he's saying that he was second best to the the you can't see me man and the king of kings. Referring to John Cena and Triple H, as CM Punk said, you know, has had some line saying that, uh, you know, uh, MJF referred to himself as one of the four pillars of AEW, but he doesn't realize that now he's been replaced by Britt <laughs> Baker. <laughs> and he, he says, yeah, uh, he also said that he's a, he's like a, a, a knockoff. Pretty much saying he's a knockoff version of the Miz, which he is because he he is uh, as big of a pussy as the Miz is. Uh, and CM Punk was saying, "Well, uh, an- another line I, I enjoyed was uh, he said I was selling out Mass Square Garden while you were you were marking out to Rosie O'Donnell." <laughs> <laughs> Which it would be great if they actually brought Rosie O'Donnell in as part of this, and like she goes off on MJF. <laughs> if if you haven't seen it, that's another video we could have shown, but maybe for another day. 
But I'm you on it. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're, we're about to see little five five year old douchebag MJF on Rosie O'Donnell in two thousand one. I should have brought this up. Yeah, I I didn't think about it either. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, this was like just just the best promo. Oh, and CM Punk ended ended it by by uh, calling MJF a needle dick. One of the fans chant needle dick. Yeah, <laughs> and right, right, you know, MJF appears to to go into the ring, but he steps he steps away. Like the pussy he is. All right. All right. Here we go. performing his rendition of You Are My Sunshine. I was of so impressed with did. it that I asked him to come on my show. Please welcome five-year-old cutie patootie, Max Freeman. <laughs> what a dork. <laughs> I'd be scared to hug her too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Rosie, I'd be scared. Fred, yeah. Fred, good to see you. Thanks. Do you watch the show a lot? Yeah. How How long have you been watching? How many years? Well, this two. Two years. Yeah. How old are you? Five. Five years old. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Two sisters. How old are they? Um, well, I just forgot, so... Yeah, okay. That's okay. That's all right, exactly. You don't have to remember that. Needs to know that. They're not here, are they? Are they here? Yeah. Yeah, really? They're backstage? Yeah, we'll find out at the commercial then. Now, Max, are you in kindergarten? Uh, no, why? No, why? Why? Why are you in kindergarten? No, no, I'm in the why. Oh, you're at the why. Oh. I'm sorry. I think we've had enough. Of yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Before we started. <laughs> uh, 
if you didn't hate him enough now, you surely that just does it for me. <laughs> yeah, so that was that little MJF being a little dick, much like he is now. So <laughs> a little needle dick. A little needle dick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, 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 y'all would agree that that was the best promo of the year. Yeah, it, it, I would agree with you. It's it's so damn good. Like I said, from from the first time they gave that hint that they were going to go at each other this time, I said it was going to be some of the best work they were ever going to do. And that's saying a lot because CM Punk is CM Punk. We don't need to dive into that situation. We know how awesome he is, but MJF is also great on the mic. So I can't wait to see where this is going. Yeah, and the first thing MJF mentioned, he mentioned the pipe bomb. That's the first time anyone's mentioned the the, the pipe bomb in, in AEW. Yeah. I think by the time we actually get to see this match, it's going to have crossed the line that we didn't know it was going to cross. Yeah, he, he, MJF was getting pretty close here. Yeah, this is going to get personal, real personal, real quick. You think we've seen pers- enough personal bullshit from Becky versus Charlotte? Nah, shit's going to get real in AEW as well. But in a good way, not in a toxic way like it's over in WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man really really good shit and we're only what two weeks in right <laughs> so hell yeah. lots of great shit is gonna come from this so we are ready for it so now that we've gone through johnny's moment i'm gonna go to drew and hopefully this doesn't lead to another annoying video <laughs> <laughs> It shouldn't, no. It was just a backstage segment. It wasn't actually. <laughs> uh, it was actually Dante Martin signing with Taz. <laughs> and the oh, look yeah. on, on Leo Rush's face when he said, wait a minute, and he signed it and <laughs> jumps over the table and leaves with him. <laughs> I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, but I think that was too soon. Too soon to, to separate them. But un- unless yeah. this is something where, uh, you know, he's he's just doing it to to get in to get into the team Cass's head, and then he's going to turn on them pretty quick. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not so sure about what's going on here. Not saying that it's bad, but I thought it was a little soon as well. I don't think it's going to be. As clean cut as clean cut as they think it is, Team Taz has to worry. And that's all I'm gonna say, because I do think I do think Dante Martin is is going to have some really good shit here where he goes against Team Taz. So yeah, I just think he's just infiltrating to try and throw them off and. <laughs> possibly disband them, but who knows? 
<laughs> but that's just some really good shit here as well. A little confusing, but I think the story is going to clear up. And once it does, we're going to be like, yeah, now we know why y'all did it the way y'all did. Um, as far as my moment, Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana, I'm down. I was down since I heard this match was going to happen. And one of the main reasons I was is it was a really good match, but one of the thoughts that crossed my mind as soon as I saw that this was happening, I like that Colt is getting a bit of a spotlight here. And I think eventually it's going to lead to CM Punk versus Colt Cabana. Yeah, because there is the real real heat there between yeah. the two of them. And since we've been talking about a, a lot about real life shit happening here, it would only make sense that they would focus on something like this and not to take anything away from Danielson, but this is going to help out Colt. And... Not not to say that he's been lost in the shuffle with the Dark Order, but maybe he can break away from that for a little bit and focus on his own character. I this was this was the uh, the sixth um, or no the fifth match that they've had um, Danielson and Kokabana. Which Danielson won all the matches except for one match, which went to a 60 minute time limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love those 60 minute time limit matches. They, yeah. they end up being the most unpredictable and they're just ruthless. <laughs> but yeah, just. Got an hour to kill. Yeah, now we're to kill each other. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that going around. We need to maybe tone it down a little bit. I never thought I would say that, but <laughs> yeah, let's just so, tone it down. yeah, yeah. So the the guy who likes body camps in his movies, <laughs> I feel it, <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. I'll allow it. Yeah, just just. To have Colt Cabana out there, kind of away from the Dark Order for a little bit, and maybe that leading to a match against CM Punk. I'm in, man. I'm in for this. So I'm definitely going to be happy when that happens. So now that we hit up the moments for Dynamite, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for Rampage. All right. Uh, well, as per Rampage, there aren't any any really big moments to discuss. Although um, <clears throat> we are going to see the first match uh, with uh, Tony Nice next Friday on on Rampage, they had a he had a backstage segment uh, after the first match uh, saying that. Uh, you know, he, he wants to challenge for the TNT title. You know, that he's the reason he was, he, you know, you always see him in the crowd 
especially during Sammy Sammy's matches, is because he's been scouting scouting Sammy out, and so, so Sammy he uh, he agreed, he accepted the challenge, and as Sammy walked off, uh, Tony just grabbed him, just punched him in the face. So. I'm 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 actually I'm looking forward to seeing this. Uh, Tony Nice is, is he's a good wrestler and I know him and Sammy would have a good match. Uh, I I don't uh, Sammy hasn't had a, a a really big run with the TNT title so far, so hopefully that can change. I'm not saying he he has to lose, but at least have a have a good showing here. Yeah, um, he hasn't had a good showing. I mean, he he has, but I mean, his, his he's fought his, Jay Lethal, he's fought Ethan Page, he's fought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, yeah, but I mean, his reign has, you know, let's just get started. He, yeah, I guess, I guess he hasn't <laughs> has he hasn't. Had, I mean, so far he's had challengers, but he hasn't had like a huge storyline. With with okay. anyone, hey, hey, he's he's been all entangled with this whole you know uh, inner circle team team America whatever uh, deal going on. So America's top team. Yes, that that's it. <laughs> team Team America was the uh, South Park movie. When... <laughs> yeah. Uh... I wasn't the biggest Tony Nese fan when he was in NXT, but I always know I always knew he had talent. So this is just the place to go whenever you want to showcase all of that. So yep. I'm not mad that he's going to be going up against Sammy. I just think Sammy's going to kick his ass, but that's just me because that's what I do. But yeah, Tony Nese is going to get a good showing here. Uh, this could be a good three to four month, I think, rivalry. It could be really good. So I'm yeah. just excited to see what they do with it. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what he thought about Rampage. <laughs> uh Actually enjoyed the number one contender match. We get to see Leto again. She took <laughs> on Britt Baker, and if she won, she got she gets another title shot. It was a good match. Uh, Rubble and uh, Hater tried to get involved, didn't help. Leto got the win, and now she has a title shot, and she has a chance to become the first two-time AEW Women's Champion. Yeah. But she was the inaugural champion. <laughs> so that was my moment of the night. Yeah. Good to see her again. I and she's only what 23, 24, something like that. Yeah, and she's been wrestling like I think I think she's she's, she's like nine. Something, yeah. Something like that. Always, JR is always talking about her training, start training when she was nine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when you started talking about it and you brought up Riho, I was like, man, I feel bad for Riho because she hasn't been in the spotlight as of late. 
and for a while actually so she got the win here and i'm like but why do i feel bad for her because yep. though she was away for a little bit and did her thing in japan but came back but that wasn't really her fault that was pandemic yeah, yeah. I'm just glad that she's going to get another shot and that she got a big win here against Britt Baker. So Yeah, and and the, the way this came up was because they, they, they realized there was a mistake going back to the all-out Casino Battle Royal. When she was eliminated, she went through the middle rope instead of going over the top, so she technically wasn't eliminated. So so they gave her this as a, like a consolation prize. Yeah. I I just hope it leads to a good push for her. I know it wasn't her fault. It was all this pandemic stuff we had going on and being careful and all that. So she's here now. They're going to do right by her. And I can't wait for her to get that second title win. So hell yeah. I really enjoy Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Utah as a tag team. Yes. <laughs> They're hilarious, man. Like, yeah. Orange Cassidy, we, we know he's the funny one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. They just complement each other so well. And yeah, he, he does against Adam Cole. He does the comedy and Wheeler does the, the wrestling. Yeah. And then going up here against Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Adam Cole doing the Adam Cole baby, and then Orange Cassidy going to put his hands in his pocket, but that being stopped a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. I just really enjoyed it. Got lost in the match. I just sat there and I just enjoyed it. Like yeah. we all should. Yes. And in the first and... four or five minutes of the match. Orange Cassidy was doing his all his moves, and he still had his sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't fall off when he was doing his kip up and everything else. So, yeah, and Orange Cassidy uh, doing his kicks on both Adam Cole and Bobby Fish, literally kicking butt in that match. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I did, I did love Adam. Uh, I mean, Bobby Fish's finisher with he did the uh, Avalanche Falcon Arrow from the top rope. On yeah. the Wheeler Yuta. But yeah. I, I can't wait to see the one on one match with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. This is something that they're going to capitalize on. Yeah. Because that's just what AEW does. Yeah. A lot of really good matches are going to come from this. Mix and match. But yeah, in the end, I think it's going to be Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. And Wheeler Utah versus Bobby Fish, yeah, that that's all gonna be some real good shit. So then you're gonna have Chuck Taylor rally. Oh, (laughs) in due time, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, you only um, have to wait a month. I mean, Trent. You only have to wait a month. I mean, Trent's still out anyway. So yeah, actually, you wouldn't have to wait at all, would you? His contract runs out. Right. He could. He could be there by the 15th. Look, man, we've been talking a lot. It depends on when his contract's up. I don't know when his contract's up. I I, I actually think think it's up to also on December 3rd. Okay. 
We could have Johnny on the 15th, too. Yes. His contract's up to 10. And we could also have Ember of the 15th. <laughs> and go, go for it, Freddie. I know you want to say it. <sighs> Come on, Wyndham. He's we still in this movie, dude. I know. We just want everything, man. We're we're gonna be spoiled. We've been spoiled, dude. A W spoilingless. Yes. See, see how much, see how much happier we are talking about AEW than WWE. Do, do you see the smile? This smile was not here for the first forty minutes of this podcast. <laughs> I but, mean, yeah, man. Look, and, and it's and it's not that WWE's gotten bad. They're just Boring, lazy. They're yeah. just lazy. Yes, the writers are lazy. It's or, it, it's everything. It's I the controversies. It's the writers being lazy. It's the people getting let go. It's 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 way too much happening that shouldn't it's, be. It's happening. them running my NXT. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's them ruining our childhood. Damn it! And. Speaking of things getting ruined, there's a video game coming out too. Go there. Well, that's one more video. The final video. WWE 2K22. They've released a trailer. And I I was going to wait to watch this with you guys, but I was doing some setup before the podcast and. I just let it roll. Johnny caught me in the middle of it. So I haven't seen the whole thing. But from what I've seen, it's not good. So I'm just going to let it roll and get your thoughts on it afterwards. Okay. 
Well, I, I mean, it seems to me, it, it looks like Rey Mysterio is going to get the story in, in the game. Going to get the story mode. Uh, <clears throat> it looks like all the other 2K games that have ever come out. Also, it doesn't help that of all the releases that they've had. Uh, I'm going to be gone. <laughs> okay, I, I heard a stat this week. There was a a list of all the wrestlers that were going to be on the game. Out of that list, sixty one of them have been released. What what kind of game are you going to have left? I mean, uh, they've already oh. had to go back. Go back and, and fix the DLC twice because I know Bronson Reed was supposed to be one of the DLCs, and then Hit Row was going to be another DLC. <laughs> yeah, see, you're going more in depth with it, which is fine. Like you're you're more into looking deep into stuff like that. I like sticking to the basics. So here's what I'm going to say from what I saw. The intros, the entrances, the cutscenes, those look good. Because it's not actual gameplay. It's something they can put the detail into. Yeah. As soon as I saw the gameplay, I was like, this looks like a game from about six to ten years ago. It looked a bit back, to me. Back when they used to do the SmackDown versus Raw games. Yeah. Which, really good games, but you would think the graphics by now would look a little better. They're yeah. backwards, is what I mean. Well, it's because the, their previous... Uh, 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 graphics <laughs> company that was working with the Jukes, Jukes went all elite. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the real game. Yes, <laughs> it'll be the game everybody buys. Yes, and we all we, those, we will all be playing the that. And excited for this. Okay, <laughs> that's so, fine. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, it's really they're really tailored more towards the younger people anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, as far as the AEW game goes, I know we will be playing that here on, on WrestleLoss on Twitch. Damn right, we will. And the only way, and we already, Freddie and I already discussed this, we both uh, subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. The only way we will play, we're going to play 2K22 is if it's if it comes up on the Game Pass. Yeah, that's I'm not I'm not paying sixty dollars for it. No, or a hundred and twenty <laughs> to get the deluxe like we did for two K twenty, and it was shit. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it was. But some of the collectibles were good, so yeah, I wasn't too mad. Just the game sucked. And and you and you know what I I just I hadn't turned my Xbox on in a while. And I, uh, it had updates yesterday, and he wanted me to d- delete some stuff. I didn't know. I still had 2K20 on there. <laughs> I d- deleted that right away. Did it want you to delete all the wrestlers that have been released? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure um, 
pretty much all that that roster on that game has already been released. It's like, yeah, so we might as well delete the whole game. Yeah, but yeah, there's still time. I don't know if they have any plans on how to improve on it, but I, I just don't see it. It's not going to be for me. It's going to be for the interns generation. <laughs> yes. Which I feel bad for Andrew. Well, no, you know what? The intern can pay for his own game. Yes. The intern's old enough. The intern's old enough. <laughs> Should have a job by now. So, yeah. <laughs> next week. He the does. Dogs agree. It's called an intern. The oh. dogs agree. He has a job. It's good. <laughs> And there he goes. <laughs> Just in time. He started his own rant and he, he left. No, we're going to wait for him to come back real quick. Yeah. So he can yeah, finish his thoughts. Yeah, yeah, so we can wrap this up. Oh, there he is. <laughs> All right, go ahead and finish up your thoughts. All I'll say is the intern does have a job. It's called being an intern. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, dad and mom and dad are still going to pay for the game. I don't know. He has saved up birthday money. He might want <laughs> Christmas money. Well there, well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, this was a real video heavy podcast. <laughs> a lot of drama there, but we got through it. Ended up with AEW and with smiles on our faces. So. Lots of positivity towards AEW. Not so much for WWE, but hey, that's what they're asking for. So, to wrap up, much like always, it is time to stump the brain. Since we saw Ray in that little video, and he's going to be the main story, man. Who? Oh, Ray? Ray. Ray. Besides Ray and Dominic, which father-sons have won tag team champions not obviously not together but there's oh, been okay. four there's been four father sons okay. win tag team champions uh okay well well i think it was the uh the DiBiase's, uh Ted Senior and Ted Junior. Uh, I can't remember. Well, yeah, I think so. I think uh, uh, Mr. Perfect and Curtis Axel, because Curtis Axel was once part of the B team. This this is a tough one. <laughs> you got a good one this week. Yeah, he did. Because, I mean, well, you said father and son, so that, that, le- that rules 
rules out Natalia and Jim Neidhart. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Okay, then now there's five then. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just created my own tree, okay? <laughs> my own answer, okay. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Stu Hart ever won a tag title. That 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 that's how far I'm I'm, I'm reaching here. I don't think he did. Because <laughs> I see my mind's drawing a blank because I I know there are. A lot of second generation wrestlers, but I don't, I, I don't know if it's their father doing tag team titles or even who their fathers were. <laughs> 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 because I, I, I also want to say Rick and David Flair, but I don't know if Rick ever won a tag title. I would put that as a maybe. That might, yeah, I would say that maybe as well. Because I think I remember seeing a picture of him with the tag title, but maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. Go, go ahead. Who were they? Okay, Rocky Johnson and The Rock. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Davy Boy, Davy Hart Smith. I, I thought of that, and I, <laughs> I I didn't know if D. H. Smith ever won a tag title. Rikishi. Oh, and the Usos. <laughs> oh my God. And Ted Ted Junior. Okay, I had one right. <laughs> I had one right, and I thought about another one, and two of I them. I think is- Rikishi. I think yeah, Rikishi won with the cane or something. <laughs> well, the, well, I, I think he was with Too Cool too. They, I think they, yeah, yeah, and and yeah, they. Oh, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> consider that. So you got me. The easiest way to put it is, got him. <laughs> now we definitely. Like I'm running out of questions. All questions will help. (laughs) I got some for you, bro. I'll send them. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, like I said, video heavy podcast. A lot of shit there that kind of just got us into the wrong state of mind in the beginning because of the bullshit with it. But AEW is always the way to end it. And we are happy with that. So, if you have any questions or comments, wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestling has lost its way on Facebook. We always appreciate the feedback and the follows. So, hope everyone's able to enjoy the rest of their weekend. Don't forget to spread the word and let them know about us. And until next week, we'll talk to y'all later. See you next week. Check you later.